Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nacho Tuesday. And today we're going to be talking about the biggest SEO trends of 2023. And today I have with me Karsten, uh, who works with MorningScore. He's the CEO over there. And without further ado, I'd love to hear an elevator pitch for what MorningScore does and learn a little bit more about you as well, Karsten. I'll start with myself. I'm a, I'm a Danish guy um, you know, from Europe, and I've been doing business for 10 years. I started in an agency around high school. That went really bad. Then it kind of, you know, it ended up being okay. Now there are 50 people and I'm, I'm a partner, but I'm not involved anymore. Um, but through that agency, I learned about, you know, the really big pain in SEO, which is that everyone's confused about it. And that's why we built this tool to gamify it, to make it easy to, yeah, just to make it a journey instead of a database. Because if you use tools like Ahrefs, some of our competitors, you are basically, it's a great, great products, by the way, but there are databases and we're more like a project management tool that tells you how to get from A to C. So yeah, that's the pitch, I guess. That's great. What, what kind of uh, key features, I guess, would you guys, uh, does MorningScore have that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, so the, I think the coolest thing is our missions and how, you know, so that's basically suggested tasks that are quite intelligent, to be honest. I always get surprised, like, whoa. How could we suggest this? Yep. It's not necessarily AI, but it's big data and it's clever algorithms that basically tells you what to do with your SEO. So fix this problem over here or build this link here or you know whatever, very concrete stuff. And once you complete these tasks, these missions, you level up and then your space city grows in the background. It's all very cool. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like a game, but you make money when you complete this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody wants that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best game of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we all kind of grew up on video games too. So, you know, that's why gamification has been such a popular trend over the last few years. Um, yeah. It just really resonates with us. I, I mean, I'm 37, but I still, I'm still a gamer at heart. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. There. If I had the time, I'd be, I'd be gaming. <laughs> oh, I just picked it up recently. Uh, I'm, I'm gaming a lot again. Oh, well, when I can, right? <laughs> well, not to get too off topic, but uh, what, what game are you playing? <laughs> oh, last time I played Doom Eternal. Holy crap, that game is crazy. Uh, just yeah, to, yeah. actually, I, I I shouldn't say this, but I play it during work when I have in the afternoon, there is this thing where you lose energy. It's a famous thing. It's, you know, scientists talk about it. Yep. And I just got it that, you know, a friend told me maybe just play a really adrenaline like game. And I tried playing Doom Eternal like 15 minutes in the afternoon and my energy is back, you know, so yep. that's actually a good tip. That's a great point, actually. You know, a lot of people, you know, might think, you know, drink more coffee or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, it's really, you know, changing your mindset goes a long ways, actually, to uh, kind of reinvigorating yourself, especially in that last stretch of the day. Uh, just even if you go for like a little walk outside, just change your mindset from, uh, you know, living in your inbox or, <laughs> you know, working yeah. on a project maybe that you've been focused on for a couple hours, just, you know, take a break, you know, maybe play video games. <laughs> something yeah, that that's kind of one of the things that work really well, better than walking for me, but, you know, everyone's mm -hmm. different. Yep, same thing. Great point. <laughs> um, so SEO has been around for a long time, obviously. Everybody's always saying, yeah. how do I get to the top of Google search results? Uh. <laughs> so what, what, what's changed in the last few years, though? Like, is there any strategic opportunities a marketer should be aware of today for SEO that, you know, they might not, not, might not realize? Yeah, so the, the main thing is that Google won. Um, so... And if you followed SEO in the last year, you heard about the black hats and the white hats, but basically there were the good guys that were following Google, the white hats and the black hats were like, you know, they were trying to trick Google. And 
what I see everywhere now is that everyone, all the experts, what they're basically doing is that they're, they're basically screenshotting or sending links from Google's official guidelines. They have these very good guidelines now that, that they, you know, where they tell you what to do. And that's basically it now. And that sounds a bit boring. So where are the opportunities, right? But there are still plenty of opportunities, especially because a lot of SEOs don't know how to be a good white hat. You know, they don't know how to follow the guidelines in a nice way. So actually right now I would say it's all about doing what Google tells you to do. Sounds a bit like you're that, you know, kid in class who's always have their hands raised and ready to answer. But, but you know, you're the, you're going to be the nerd now. And if you do what Google wants, um, plus a few other things like building some great backlinks, we can talk more about that. Um, then you're actually going to do very well right now. So, so that's my main, you know, yeah, we can dive really into it, but that's like the thing. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so, what, what kind of what kind of things is Google really like these days? I mean, content's a big one. Um, you know, content done the right way, of course, not AI generated. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, maybe some more specifics on that for some of the people that follow us. Yeah. So, I almost hate to say it because it's so boring, but eat because some people heard this before. It's this e e a t. Um, but I'm going to make it very specific so it's less boring. Um, so basically what you want to do right now, if you don't have an author page on your articles on your website, so if you have a website with articles or landing pages that you want to rank on Google for specific keywords, mm -hmm. you want there to be an, an author. Like So in my case, I know I could share it my screen if we want, but in my case, on our blog, all of us that produce blog posts, we have a, you know, you can click on the author. It's in the top of the blog post. Yep. And then you can see the bio and, you know, what, what other blog posts have that person done. In WordPress, it's like feature you can easily get. And in most CMS. Um, so that's like, that's maybe not a 2023 kind of thing. But I'm just going to say it now because it's so important now. And wow. that bio should link to external, like LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever social media accounts you have that are active. That would be a great thing to do. Yep. Um, and following up on that, have an about us page that's actually you know transparent that tells who is behind this company what's the history of this company where's the headquarter located because actually really a lot of SaaS companies that i see they don't even tell you where they're from because oh we're remote we're global yeah but you have a headquarter somewhere and google wants to know because they want to know exactly who you are and the more trustworthy it can get the better so that's really what it's all about if you want to rank um, not all about, but that's an important aspect of it now. A lot of people is to show, sense. yeah, it's to show that you're real. Uh, like something like what we're doing now, you know, real people having conversation can, could be uploaded to YouTube. Then it could be linked to the website. It could even appear on a blog post on a website. It all helps. And then you would be the author of that blog post. It would all help build the credibility that this is real. Uh, and that's what Google's looking for, especially now with AI. Um, yeah, not not shortcutting it with poor content as well. Um, I, I've even heard, you know, lately we've been trying ourselves actually is taking these webinars that we do here and kind of a nice little hack is that we will create a transcript for the, uh, for the, for the video, which produces, oh, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of great content, obviously that comes out of, out of these great discussions here. And yeah. uh, we put that, throw that right up on our website with the video and it's just, you know, it makes sense, right? <laughs> a transcript to go along with the video, but it's also a lot of great content that, that can help us rank. Yeah, and that could help you rank for all kinds of long tail keywords, even sometimes some some very competitive ones. Um, so so yeah, you've got it. That's that's a great tactic. And 
Yeah, so that is definitely becoming just like central. It's not even the new trick because it's been there for a long time, but it's just like, if you don't do this, if you don't build authority, like the things I just mentioned, by the way, having a good contact us page is also part of this. So also recommend doing that um, and updating all your social media profiles, linking back to the website from those profiles. So I think I've given you like a five point list now of things. That's those good. are all things that you just got to do right now. Uh, and most, uh, I would say most SaaS companies do it. But to be honest, we didn't do it uh, three months ago. We forgot to include these author profiles in our, in our blog. And as we included it, we skyrocketed on some of our rankings. So that was really nice to see. And actually we've yeah. had like people on LinkedIn share our posts and say, hey, this cool author uh, made this cool post. And because it linked to my LinkedIn profile, they could like, you know, tag me in it. I was like, wait, okay, cool. There are side effects to this, you know. What about the technicals? A lot of people, you know, just think it's all about backlinks <laughs> or just throwing a bunch of content up on your site. But a lot of a lot of websites actually do a very poor job with some of the technical aspects of SEO, like uh, yeah. maybe oversized images. Uh, what other what other pitfalls do you see for a lot of a lot of websites that might get them caught and you know not ranking well as Google because on Google because of it? Yeah. So technical is always a thing. Um... I wouldn't actually say it's the main problem uh, that most websites, the most websites that I come across, they struggle with content mm -hmm. and links. So those are the two things they mainly, especially if they're smaller companies, they always struggle with link building, especially. And I mean like natural good links. That's, that's hard for, for a lot of people. I actually teach a lot on that on YouTube as well. So you know, yeah. I have free links that I teach people how to build and so, so on. Um, so, but, but yeah, that, that's a big thing. Um, in terms, if it, if I want to dive into the technical stuff, that's often a problem, it's speed. So not having a fast enough website and Google has become quite nasty lately. I mean, they're, they're, they're tightening the boat in term or what's mm -hmm. the expression? They're tightening up in terms of what they accept as fast enough. Yeah. So now you have to be really fast. I mean, we had issues lately. We just fixed it. Uh, now we're green on Google's, uh, you know, on, on, on their score. Um, but they check on a very slow 3G speed uh, on an old mobile. Like that's their base. That's their baseline for, for mobile speed. And then they say, um, you got to be the whole site. The main part of the site got to load within two and a half seconds on an old 3G connection, old mobile phone. I mean... <laughs> So, so that's the, that's the, you know, criteria. And, and so a lot of, yeah, you can easily check that yourself. If you Google, Google mm -hmm. speed test or something like that, you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. And there's a lot of free speed testing websites out there as well too. Does, does your, yeah. uh, does your platform have a speed testing feature? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's definitely a great place to start. Um, I guess they're trying to serve to, to the lowest common denominator there. So um, yeah. keep that in mind when designing your websites, <laughs> lowest common denominator there. Yeah, yeah. I guess what else do uh, most businesses get wrong about SEO? Once they go out and they say we're gonna, we want to rank higher in Google, we're gonna go do some get some backlinks or whatever. <laughs> um, what what do you see most companies do wrong? I mean, obviously bad backlinks is one of them. Yeah, well, they either don't do anything. So a lot of companies talk about SEO, <laughs> a lot like <laughs> oh we gotta improve our SEO, and then uh, nothing happens, or they they okay so. This might this might not be something they do wrong, but but it's a wrong approach. So, I talk to a lot of people who are scared of SEO, so they don't do it, or they they're like looking at it and they're analyzing it, but they don't touch it because they're like, oh, that's for the pros. Yeah. But to be honest, SEO is super easy. 
um, you got to get into it. Uh, a tool like ours helps <laughs> because we're built for, um, I mean, we're not only for beginners, but it, it, a lot of beginners start on our tool. Um, and the point is that SEO is just like writing content. It's just like writing a LinkedIn post or whatever else. There's nothing more to it. Um, of course, there is so many things you can nerd and there are so many things you can get into. But uh, most businesses that I see, they're in not very competitive niche. niche. So they, they would be like um, startup doing, I don't know, shoe polishing or whatever, like a new product for that. It's yeah. like the competition for shoe polishing in Germany or in, a, in, a, in an area of Germany or wherever is not that big. Yep. So, of course, if you're going to go after YouTube or you want to become the next video, you know, site or, you know, if you want to go for a casino or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to get tough. But most companies are not in a tough industry. And all you need to do is start producing interesting art articles that are answering questions that m people might have. And you probably know most of those questions already um, because people ask you, you know, on sales and whatever. Yeah, that's a great point. It's uh, it's really about you know the most basic stuff, uh, getting getting that right, making sure that your sites your site speeds loaded quickly. It's, there's not a there's not too many technicals to it, which I think is what scares people. They think in in terms of SEO, not in terms of the content and just doing some of the basic things like having the profiles, um, you know, on the blog post there. Uh, they think you know it's this mystical like technical uh, experience required type of a job, but you know, it's really the basics that really make SEO work for most companies these days. Yeah, yeah. And Google wants it to be like that. Uh, you remember in the beginning, we talked about, you know, how Google is forcing their will and <laughs> they want everyone to be able to do SEO because they don't want, they want the company owners to just write, you know, about what they do, who they are, and then be ranked for that. Yep. So you got to remember that Google is on your side, not on the pros because they don't really like the pros because the pros will try to, you know, <laughs> People yep. like me, we always try to find corners. How can we, you know, outmaneuver Google? And they don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so uh, a lot of companies are really budget uh, constrained. And, you know, obviously yeah. SEO is not overly complicated and it doesn't cost a lot of money to get started. And in many cases, they could use a tool like yours to really kind of get a, get a pulse for where they're at. Um, what other cost-effective SEO tactics would you recommend uh, for, for a startup? Maybe they don't have the budget for, a you know, maybe a writer yeah. right away. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to get very specific now. So mm -hmm. I'll try to do it slowly. So if you're a startup, you probably don't have a lot of backlinks. So links from other websites to your site. Mm -hmm. So try to get the first 50 backlinks and do it through not paid media, not paid links. Do it through organic links. Uh, with MorningScore, we have like the first 60 links that we show you how to build inside the tool. There's like these guides, like PDFs and everything that show you one, two, three. So you could do that. There's also a lot of, you know, uh, like techniques that we teach you how to find free links. Um, but you could also even just Google the topic, like how to build free links to my startup. And there will be like guides on Google as well. Not all of them are good, but there are some. Um, so get your first 50 backlinks um, and just because you as a new company Google doesn't care about you so you need some starting point you need someone on the internet to say hey this guy exists this company exists mm -hmm. and then from there you're going to start then I would start producing some content maybe some blog posts about what you're doing um, actually the first thing I would do is what I call money 
I would go for money keywords. So a money keyword is something like flowers Boston or send flowers Boston, even better. Like it's something where people probably will pay money for whatever they will, you know, what will appear in the results yeah. versus design uh, or something like inspiration for designing flowers or whatever, you know, like that's not a money keyword. Something that shows it, more clear intent. Yeah. So very clear intent and simply just what I call money keywords are where I would start. Even if the competition is a bit higher, you want to build the keywords for that. So in my example, it would be something like rank tracker, SEO tool, best SEO tool. Those are really hard keywords to rank for, but I should still try because believe it or not, but some people do go on page two or three of Google when they research suppliers, they don't all stay on page one. And those few percentages of people are still, you know, potential customers that you should get in front of. So definitely go for your money keywords first. And then after that, you know, once you've found, you know, those main keywords that you think people are looking for when they want to buy your service, you can start going into more research based keywords. So when people want to have questions answered, um, that's a great point. Um, so what do you see uh, SEO evolving over the next few years? I mean, that now that Google's uh, really, you know, dialing it back and making it super simple and streamlined, uh, do you see any anything coming up in the next year or two, possibly with all this AI-generated content that's coming out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they just had a big conference six days ago, um, and they're basically going to introduce AI into the search results. Um, okay. Generally... I believe the pie is getting bigger. I don't think there's going to be that much traffic from SEO going away. I think more like the kinds of searches that you would do on ChatGPT today is the ones that Google wants you to do on their service. So a bit more long prompts where you really want a deep answer for, you know, or whatever it is. Yep. Where, you know, currently Google is really good for product search, answer search, um, Basically, you go on Google because you want something done or you want you want to find something. <clears throat> and AI is not better at that than Google. Yeah. But Google wants everything. They want both the AI and the search. So what you're going to have to compete for in the future is also the AI answers on some terms. But if you imagine something like best laptops 2023, the AI can help you answer that question. But you're always going to want to see either the laptops or the websites. And you always want to compete that's always going to be a competition of, you know, optimizing for getting into that search, right? Yep. Um, so I think SEO will change with AI in the coming years, but I don't think the, the basic principles, the basic needs that people have to find products online or find services online will change yep. um, or information in that, in that regard. That's a great point. Um, so don't short Google stock right now. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no stock tips here. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I like that point uh, about the pie getting bigger. You know, there's just more tools out there now for people to get answers. And, you know, to your point about AI, there's, you know, it gives you very robust answers that, you know, a search result necessarily can't bring forward. But people still like search for just getting a simple, easy answer. Like you mentioned, um, if you're searching for products or content, it's just so much easier to go to Google already. Um, but if you need a, you know, open AI to solve a coding problem for you, if you, if you already completed yeah. the first lines and tell it to complete the rest of it, uh, then, you know, it's probably a better choice for that, but, um, different use cases. Yeah. And then you got to ask yourself how much money is there in solving code problems? I mean, mm -hmm. us, we're here today because we're talking about generating money for your, for, for your business through SEO. Right. And yep. a lot of people in SEO are afraid right now, but I'm like, 
AI is just taking all the stuff. Well, some they are taking some stuff that are that there are money in it, but most of the stuff that AI is taking is literally just you know answering questions and helping you understand the world. Yep. That's not where the money is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really helpful. There's there's other you know ways to use it. I've uh, you know seen a lot of developers use it as kind of like a code assist, but it's really just making it more efficient, right? They're able to get more yeah. stuff and faster, but you know it's still a human doing doing the work. Um, but you know it's going to be exciting regardless to see what happens over the next few years. Yeah, I mean for sure we're we're keeping a very you know focused eye on it, and we. We're fo I mean, once Google releases the new AI stuff, we're going to be up there and, you know, support it with our tool and so on. So because I think all SEO tools, we're looking at it and we're like, OK, this is going to be big. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, what, yeah. so what do you guys have coming out next for a tool, if you don't mind sharing with everyone? <clears throat> well, we just released uh, 3.5 version 3.5 uh, yesterday. Um, and that was the biggest release yet, I think, with Search Console integration. So Google's own SEO tool that we now integrate with it. So we get all the sweet data from Google combined with our data. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of people ask for that. Um, so the next big thing for us, well, I think around summer, we are definitely going to do our, big, our first big you know, AI release in terms of supporting the new stuff from Google. Yeah. Uh, I can't say for sure, but we're definitely looking into it. Um, but other than that, it's like, improving the intelligence of our tool also with AI and, you know, these missions that I talked about, they also have to be even more intelligent. So just overall improving intelligence and data quality is, is a big thing. Yep. Yeah. Especially the data quality, right. And you guys really specialize in that. Um, unlike a lot of other platforms, um, I guess what other tools uh, should marketers look for, for SEO? I mean, obviously your tool can do a lot. Uh, it's a lot more comprehensive than a lot of the other tools I've seen out there. Um, is there any other basic tools that people should be aware of just to kind of keep a pulse on their SEO? Oh, there's a lot of great tools in SEO. Um, so I actually wrote a blog post with like 25 tools that I use, um, most of them free. Um, so something like just image compression, if your website doesn't do it for you, most websites don't. So there's like a lot of great image compression websites out there where you just upload your images and it sends you back like a, smaller version so it has less kilobytes less megabytes and google likes that because that makes your site faster um so there's one called compresspng.com uh, uh that i really like to use it's the best i've tested not many people know about it um yeah and oh there are so many tools <laughs> i'm a bit <laughs> like which one should i um <laughs> well that, that one's helpful I, I haven't even heard of that one actually too but i'm you know there's other tools that i've used in the past very similar to that um, but you know, that's a good starting point right there. Mm. Um, I guess, uh, could you give us an example of maybe an ultra successful SEO strategy that you saw a company deploy and, and what made it so successful? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, hmm. so, and I'll, I will just give you my own because it's quite funny. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, because I know a few others, but this one is my own and I, not many people know it. So. I had one of my employees, he's a kind of hobby photographer and he had all these photos lying around of things he's, he's shot. And there's this website called pexels, P E X E L S.com. Many of you might know it because you can find free stock photos there. That's one of the tools I would recommend by the way, I to find you. photos for your blog. Um, but what people don't realize you can become an author very easily. You can create a profile, you can upload, if you have good quality photos or you have a friend who has them and, 
and is okay with giving them away. What you then got to do is you got to tag them really well because the platform allows you to tag it. So I had a seal in Denmark. So I said seal, Denmark, Copenhagen, blah, blah, blah. I put all these like little tags and that really helped it get found on search. And then it got featured on their website. Now it has 25 million downloads, this wow. stupid little seal. <laughs> well, cute. That is um, <laughs> and the trick doesn't stop here. Well, the, the, the profile itself got a lot of link juice and traffic through it. But the interesting part is you can reverse, you can image search on Google. So if you, if you go to Google, there's a button, like a little uh, icon where you can search for images. Then you can search for the images that you upload on pixels that you've seen other people download. And people will have used those for their blogs. Now, this is a, I call this a Trojan seal because <laughs> it was invented by my seal. I didn't think about it. It was like, came to me afterwards, like, wait a minute, I can oh, do this. Navy seals, it gets in there. <laughs> yeah, the Trojan seal <laughs> from the Trojan horse, of course, as well. Because what you're going to do is you're going to start writing those blogs and saying, hey, cool to use my photo. Um, but, you know, you got a link to me because this photo is mine. And you, you're okay. You can use it, but just got a link back to me. And so you get a link. Just in the caption, just below the image, usually in the top of the of the blog post, I gotten from some huge websites like culturetrip.com and so on, like some of the biggest travel websites in the world, but also like business blogs because we uploaded a MacBook that got huge. Yep. So a lot of PC and business blogs that we got links from. So yeah, wow. That's a nice little hack, actually. I don't think a lot of people know about that. No, that's a, that's a little <laughs> one for me, you know, a secret one. <laughs> Keep that in mind, everyone. <laughs> Uh, so do you do like a reverse Google search to kind of keep tabs on who's using the image or, and then reach out yeah. to them? Or... Yeah. And you don't need to do it like often you can do it like every half a year and you can just reach out. Um, but of course, if you want to do it fresh, you know, you can do it often. Depends how much time you have. Um, yep. Yeah. So every, everyone keep that in mind, a uh, reverse image search as well. So you can see who's using that photo then. Uh, I love this hack actually. <laughs> I'm just like using it myself <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. The... Do it, man. I'll give you credit in the photo too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, so I guess what uh, failure comes with any profession, um, you know, and I love to talk about failure. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I've won, I've lost. Yeah. And I'd love to chat with other entrepreneurs about, you know, some failures that they've had and you now any great lessons that you've walked away from that with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the question should be which failures didn't I come across or, or do myself, but I mean, a recent one, because I, I'm 32 now, I'm supposed to know better. So just a recent one. Um, when we released Morning Score, um, the SEO tool we're talking about, yep. um, we had a six months beta. But as always, we got delayed. And the product wasn't good after the six months was over. But I had told my investors, we were going to release this and this day. Mm -hmm. And I was this in my mind i was like when i say something i gotta do it that was a core value to me but turns out it was a stupid value because i could just have called my investor i found out later that he would yeah. be totally okay with it and ask for a bit more money so we could wait a bit longer and not release a shitty product yeah so we released a bad product and we had four thousand beta users who were okay using the beta and they were testing they were giving feedback because you know it was free um but it was not a paid product yet and of those 4,000 people, we got 20 customers. It's wow. like <laughs> worst conversion rate ever. Yeah. Um, and the worst part was that all the hype, we had a lot of hype before that, it yeah. died. Oh, and man. there was just silence for six months. 
I couldn't get anyone to tell me why they wouldn't buy it. It was just people were like, oh, this is awkward. This this product sucks. I knew it wasn't good, but and then, you know, we eventually released version 2.0, which turned the ship around and saved the company. But that was the big lesson there is, well, to be honest, a lot of the failures I've made in the last five years was listening to the common advice. Mm -hmm. And that's really something I'm trying to undo now. So um, there's so much common advice for startups that's just so wrong. Like this yeah. one that I followed here was ship fast. And it's yeah. like this Silicon Valley idea. Oh, you just got a ship. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can also just ship and sink, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's it's, what we did. It's big on reputation too, right? So it's better mm -hmm. to do it right or not do it at all. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal to delay for a little bit. In fact, you know, most products usually take longer to get to market than we originally think anyway, right? And, and so yeah. having this artificial timeline in your head is now usually not the right way to go. Um, no, that was a big fail. Uh, so, yeah, I think this company, right now we have almost 1,000 customers. I think we would have been at 2,000 now if I wouldn't have made that mistake because we had so much hype and we just, it's hard to come back, you know, once you've <laughs> missed a huge opportunity like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I've been there before too, so I feel that. We uh, we launched a uh, hardware product uh, years ago, and uh, the business model wasn't right because, you know, we were kind of, I was kind of saying uh, to my partner, I was saying uh, people don't want to pay for software, right, uh, Yeah. when it comes to a hardware product. Um, so, you know, they wanted to charge like a monthly charge for the software, and I was like, people don't want to pay for consumer software, a mobile app on, on a phone, right, mm. pretty much. And I'm like, you got to find another way to make money. Like it was a mobile phone that we launched. And, and I was like, you know, what are people used to paying for like on a regular basis for mobile phones, like mobile service, right? So if you bake mm. that into it and bundle it, people are used to paying for that. So that makes it more, you know, more sense as a business model for yeah. reoccurring revenue model. So when it launched, you know, a lot of people don't want to buy it because they, you know, they have this psychology in their heads where they say, you know, I'm not, I, I don't pay for apps. Apps are supposed to be free on the phone, <laughs> you know, yeah. even though you spend all this money building the app and everything, you know, you see a value in it, but um, it's just, you know, the way, way things are when it comes to mobile apps. And so that's like, yeah, there's just laws in this universe that you can't break. And apparently yeah. this is one of them. <laughs> and it's better to, you know, do it slow roll and, you know, don't launch it too fast and, and uh, you know, maybe do a closed beta with just a small group of people, get feedback, yeah. cured. You're exactly where you need to be with your product before you do the big yeah. coming out. And there's so yeah. many people who want to help out in a beta and get free, yeah. if they can get free access and so on and get some perks. I mean, yeah. yeah, you don't want to mess with that. You want to keep it going for a while because that's a, that's the magic in the beginning that you can kill. Yeah. And a lot of people just like to help out. You know, they like to be the first to get their hands on a product and kind of, you know, feel like yeah. their journey kind of, you know, figuring out how to, how to fix things. And then they see their, yeah their feedback actually get utilized and you know they they tell their friends someday they're like hey i helped launch that product or i gave these guys this idea and you know now yeah. look where they're at <laughs> yeah that's that's true and that's certainly the case for us i mean our customers build half the product so <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's always good to have <laughs> um still, so still to this day i mean just today i got feedback i'm like writing it down okay that goes into the release <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. And they, they're just a wealth of information too. And most people just give it to you. They just give it up because they just want to, I mean, they want to see the product better and uh, for themselves as well too. Right. So yeah. 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 I love collecting feedback from customers and putting it into action. Mm. Great. So uh, I guess what's uh, one, one thing more poten uh, potential customers should know about Morningstar and why should they pick your platform other, over others? 
Well, it's morning score. I, that's a common one. <laughs> but um, so, well, the biggest problem in SEO, as I see it, is that people don't are not motivated to get it done, and they're not helped to get it done. Morning score solves that for you. You get those green check marks. You level up. You build your space empire inside our tool, and then you make money in real life. I mean, we are a little bit like we're trying to built like the magical universe of SEO where our competitors, in my opinion, are a bit like dusty databases that, I mean, I get tired when I work in those. Um, I mean, I love, I love some of our competitors. They're great, but I want to trash them. But if you really need some motivation to get going with SEO, you should just try morning score for 14 days for free, no credit card. So that's actually it. Like it's so easy to get started and test it. And if you don't like it, well, you're still our friend. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point, actually. You know, what I see with your platform is that you've really, you've really made the user experience. You, you've made the product very user-friendly for people. And you've, in a way, kind of demystified SEO, right? So you've created this tool that's fun, easy to use. Um, it's, it's very visual. It gives people, you know, an easy visual understanding for what, what they need to improve, what they've actually done, the checklist of items. And it sounds, you know, like a you know, all the people that get scared of the term SEO, like it's uh, more complex than it really is, uh, would probably love to use your platform actually, because it, it seems like it makes makes the uh, the world of SEO a lot more relatable to them. That's the that's the dream. That's what we're going for. And and yeah, we have a lot of happy clients these days. I mean, I'm not going to brag, but it's really fun to see these people who didn't know much about SEO and now they're like pros and getting so much traffic. It's it's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Well. Carson, I really appreciate you coming on today and uh, Morning Score. Um, for anybody that would love to check out Morning Score and get your SEO game right, uh, this is the right platform to do it. Uh, check it out today in the uh, Nacho Nacho B2B SaaS Marketplace. Uh, once again, Carson, really appreciate you coming on today and you know, exciting to learn about your tool and a lot of other great SEO tips that a lot of our uh, community members should follow and start uh, implementing today. Uh, yeah, thank you.